when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. Networking has been around a long time in business. Some of the names you may recognize, Benjamin Franklin, Andrew Carnegie, Henry Ford, John D. Rockefeller, were prolific advocates of networking. Trade shows date back to the 1800s. The American Medical Association started in 1847. Another AMA, American Marketing Association, was formed in 1937. Another notable professional group, Toastmasters, was started in 1905 in Bloomington, Illinois. Associations are generally formed to help people grow and promote ideas and professions and even advance societal ideas and groups. Associations hold conferences that are primarily funded by trade show exhibitors who wish to sell their stuff to that niche audience. As we know today, networking started to take hold in the 1970s. More formal groups like BNI, Business Networking International, started in 1984. Trade shows, associations, and even chambers of commerce are all forms of networking. Networking is one of the most powerful tools in a business arsenal, and it requires you to get out and meet people. Now, this may be uncomfortable for introverts, but it's a necessary and integral part of relationship marketing. I've participated in many leads networking groups, masterminds, and think tanks. Add to that volunteering for boards and committees and tack on two to five monthly opportunities to do presentations or teach a class, and that all adds up to dozens of hours, almost a full-time job per month, spent networking. I know it sounds insane for a solopreneur to spend that much time not directly working on earning income, but it's time well spent because I get to reconnect with those I already know, like, and trust, and I also get to meet people who hopefully will eventually know, like, and trust me in my business. Networking is about meeting people, not about people you can sell to, although that'd be nice but people who are connected to other people. In the book, The Square and the Tower, subtitled Networks and Power, From the Freemasons to Facebook, by Niall Ferguson, argues that most organizations are hierarchical. It's about emperors, presidents, prime ministers, field marshals. It's about states, armies, corporations. It's about orders from on high. Networks have nodes and have always been with us, from our families to the founding fathers to Facebook. It's all about who you know and who they know that forms your network. 
face it, we all get busy. Why would you network unless you expect to get something from it? That something could be a new business connection or new business. But for some reason, maybe it's all those business books about kissing frogs and closing sales, we think that we can have one meeting and achieve the most significant sales and wealth ever. So networking is not about you and your sales. Networking is about building network nodes and connections. Pre-2020, networking was almost all done in person. Although there are some online groups, they're generally webinar and training based or focused. Zoom became a necessary evil for conducting business during the pandemic. Microsoft Teams and other meeting tools were also on the scene, but nowadays they start to look and function a lot more like Zoom, which by far was much more popular and easy to use. During the pandemic shutdowns, people were spending 8 to 10 hours a day in front of their screens and 2 to 6 hours daily in online meetings. As the pandemic continued, live webinar and online meeting attendance declined. Two factors played into this decline. People started binge-watching TV since they were stuck in their homes. That helped people become more comfortable with the concept of on-demand video. Why block out an hour when you could register for a live event and then just watch it when you had time or wanted to? And secondly, people were getting burned out on online meetings. I started to affectionately call them Zoombies. Fast forward to today, and in-person networking is making a resurgence. Trade shows and conferences are coming back strong. In-person and one-on-one events are growing as people crave more human interaction that does not involve a screen. Have you tried to find a seat in a coffee shop lately? One of the best philosophies I've ever learned about networking is that business is not B2B or business to business. It's H2H, human to human. People do business with people and their knowledge, experience, and expertise, not their business. Businesses are not people. They're organizations by which people translate their schooling, training, knowledge, trials, and tribulations into products and services that best suit a customer or potential customer's needs, wants, and desires at the time or place of the customer's choosing. Humans are complex beings. They have emotions, biases, experience, expectation, fears, hopes, and random acts of kindness or stupidity, depending on the planet's alignment and inspiration from higher powers. In face-to-face networking, we get a tiny glimpse into the complexity of a person's overall being. It takes multiple engagements to peel back the layers of an emotional onion and really get to know a person. Social networking is an extension of face-to-face networking. To succeed, you must master the face-to-face part before the social networking part will work for you. Networking means getting out of your office and your comfort zone and meeting people. 
You can find dozens of free or paid networking opportunities right under your nose. Join a chamber of commerce or an industry group where you can get out and reconnect or meet new people. I'm sure you understand by now that networking on a local and even national basis can help grow your business. But to really get value out of it, you first have to ask yourself a couple of questions. What are my expectations? What defines a good networking group? What constitutes success? And when do I say enough is enough? There are no easy answers to any of these questions. In marketing, I like to promote what I call the three-to-one rule. If you spend a dollar on marketing, you should make a total of three in return. One to pay for the services, one for your time and expense, and a dollar for profit beyond that. If you spend one hour networking, could you sell three hours of your time or an equivalent value of products? Think of it this way. If you walked into a bank and deposited $100 and came back a week later asking for $300, you'd either be arrested for attempted robbery or at least get some looks indicating you're crazy. At today's interest rates of 1%, it could take a year to make a buck, let alone 200 I guarantee you, you will be disappointed if you walk into every networking event expecting immediate results, according to that equation. It may take weeks, months, or even years to get people to know, like, and trust you. Once you start creating a buzz and getting some referrals or recommendations, this could balloon to five times the sales. So, let's say you invested 50 hours that's an hour a week for 50 weeks, for a year, and created $30,000 in new business. Depending on your business model, you'd probably consider that a successful investment in time. If not, then you might just be in the wrong networking group. You may have heard, seen, or read dozens of philosophies on face-to-face networking. I want to offer you a piece of advice from other networking experts. God gave you two ears and one mouth so you can listen twice as much as you talk. You probably didn't marry your wife or husband only after one date. If you did, then I apologize. Marriage grows from dating, courting, and meeting the parents, siblings, and maybe even the kids. You take time to get to know each other and each other's quirks until something eventually makes you realize you've fallen in love. Relationships are complicated, time-consuming, and work. But good relationships are worth their weight in gold, or more. I have clients I've been doing business with for 20 years. They've followed me through all the changes in my life and career. From when I ran my own businesses to when I worked for corporations or even small companies. They've followed me, and I've followed them. We've realized that we're in it for the long haul, through thick and thin, and we each have each other's best interests in mind. So, how can you get to that second networking date and start building genuine relationships with mutual value? First, you should be able to identify and verbalize the whiffum, what's in it for me, on both sides, 
Not every relationship will be balanced and 100% mutual. But if you can identify what can come out of a continued conversation, at least you have a chance for a follow-up meeting. Back to the listen twice as much as you speak concept. Walk into a conversation thinking about your current network and who you could connect with this new connection that would provide value for both of you. If you can't find that, chances are the relationship has limited value. By becoming a resource and utilizing your connections, you're training people how to reciprocate with connections they currently have or will meet in the future. If all of this sounds like a lot of work, it is, but I'm about to add more to that plate. Humans are great at relationships, but terrible at capturing, storing, and repurposing data. That's what computers are for. Having a computer and software is just the beginning. You need to have and define a system that works for you. Whether you're capturing data locally or in the cloud, if you don't have a way to capture, categorize, and revive that data when relevant, it's all just an exercise in futility. When you meet someone, you may have a business card that you can exchange. How does that data get captured? What tools can you use to segment, follow up, and continue to capture data on follow ups and action steps? I even have a way to create an online personality profile for connections with whom I feel I have a reason to continue and dig deeper with. I'll outline some of these concepts in later chapters, but I think it's essential to at least plant the seed now. For consumer businesses, networking has a different take. For retailers versus consumer services, retailers are hoping to find and build repeat buyers. While service businesses may only get one bite at the apple per year or a quarter, but they have some things in common. Collecting names and email is key to staying in touch. The point of listening comes from purchasing preferences, payment methods, time of day, color or model. Networking comes in the form of reviews, recommendations and referrals. The value can be a referral bonus, a coupon, a free sample when appropriate. You must capture and maintain constant data on status, intersection, interactions between you, your brand, and the customer's network. Networking in the B2B world is a bit more challenging. Most networking events favor companies that sell to consumers. Chambers of Commerce have a B2B wing, but they generally suffer from atrophy. Associations are filled with people and companies buying for the same clients and audience as you probably are. Masterminds and other networking groups are dedicated to business, so it takes a little research. Using networking to ask new connections about what they do is great and a way to provide value and improved chances that your networks will intersect and create more value for each other. So think of networking as a relationship bank. You have to make deposits to create interest. 
every quality network you can tap into creates a foundational asset that can and will help grow your business and sphere of influence. You must become intentional about who you network with and how you maintain, build, and grow additional networking nodes that create values for others. Then, there is the concept of reciprocal value of goodwill that you can create by helping others become more successful. It's a system, a process, and a valuable tool in your relationship belt. Remember, it's not about you. It's about building an ecosystem of community that propels you and your business forward. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>